This is Drew Gulak, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. We're Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 530. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Not joined by Chris, but follow him anyways. Chris Sweendog on Twitter. I will be uh, joined by Dave in a little bit at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. I'm doing awesome as always. As far as my week goes, I did not really do much this week. I got my first COVID vaccine and I still feel like I've been hit by a damn train. Since Monday, I have been feeling so much pain, kind of like when I actually did have COVID. So they're saying that's how it works. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I just hope my second shot is nothing like this because being dizzy and really, really achy and in so much pain for a week sucks. So, and I'm already in pain on top of that. So, um, yeah, that sucked. But pro wrestling took place this week. Impact, we saw the last ever episode on Tuesday for now, at least, or uh, for the foreseeable future at least they're moving to thursdays first matchup we saw fire and flavor pick up a victory over havoc and nevea i really hope we don't see this match again and because of the outcome i don't think we will but i feel like it's been done too many times since july 2020 um i just feel like they need more tag teams and impact for these titles but after the match Nevaeh attacked Havoc. It's been building for a few weeks now with that, but she called Havoc the weak link and took her out. I don't necessarily think we'll see one of them team up with Tennille, but only time will tell. After that, we saw Deanna Perrazzo and Susan being interviewed, and then Susan got attacked by Jazz and got knocked out by a garbage pail. That ties in, I think that ties in later on. But Sammy Callahan picks up the victory over Larry D. Uh, Larry controlled a majority, I think, of the the majority of the match, just in general. But Sammy had a quick comeback after reversing the Death Valley driver on the apron. AC Romero attacked Sammy Callahan afterwards. And maybe you'd think Sammy Callahan was done for after that, but he sat up smirking. Commentary question why Trey Miguel didn't help him. And we did see Sammy confront Trey Miguel later and asked him to let him be his mentor. He wants Trey Miguel to be his partner against Triple XL next week and told him to think about it. Trey Miguel seems very hesitant to that, but Sammy seems like he knows it's going to happen. We saw footage of Finn Juice wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling representing Impact Wrestling as the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. 
And it goes into the Good Brothers sitting with Kenny Omega and Don Callis watching that footage where the Good Brothers then argued about the titles and Kenny Omega told Don Callis something and they played a game of broken telephone, which leads into, I guess, something that happens later on. I don't think we actually know what the the broken telephone message was, but we saw Brian Myers pick up a victory over Suicide. I definitely expected Brian to win this, but I really enjoyed this match regardless of that. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off, free shipping. Uh, But we saw Brian address Matt Cardona's challenge and flat out said no. I think it'll still happen, but as of right now, Brian Myers is not having any of it. We saw Jazz looking for Scott Demore, and she runs into Tommy Dreamer, who pitched an Ultimate Jeopardy match for Hardcore Justice, where if Jazz wins, she gets the title, and if she loses, she gives up something, and she chose her career. So, I don't. I can only imagine that Hardcore Justice will be Jazz's last match. Um, But it's been really nice to have Jazz there. Uh, We saw another AEW promo where I think the main takeaway from this is that Tony Khan doesn't know how to yell. And that's just bizarre. (laughs) We saw that the other week on uh, Elevation, the first episode, when uh, he cut like the worst promo ever. He like gets a weird British accent almost. And it's the, I don't know, I can't even describe it. It's weird. Everybody watched it and knows that it's weird. But we saw a Swingers Palace segment. Kenny Omega and Don Callis uh, asked about the betting odds of his match against Rich Swan, And then they put 20K on Kenny. A little uh, ECW reunion between Don Callis and Johnny Swinger, though. I thought that was cool. Um, but are you allowed to bet on somebody if you're the person involved? I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's legal, but we saw Madman Fulton and Ace Austin pick up the victory over Josh Alexander and TJP, and I like this match. You don't really think of TJP as a tag team competitor, but I think he worked worked really well with uh, Josh Alexander here. Although they did argue at the end of the match, which caused for them to lose. Um. We saw Don Callis meet up with Willie Mack to show off a one-winged angel video that he was showing off to everybody. And Rich Swan came in and said that if Don Callis wasn't his boss, he would slap him. So Don Callis said for 10 minutes, he's not the boss. And then Kenny Omega attacked Rich Swan from behind. Willie Mack jumped in, but the Good Brothers jumped in, followed by Eddie Edwards. Um, that, I think... I believe that's everybody in that match from January. Uh, But we saw Rohit Raju meet up with Hernandez backstage, basically to pitch a tag team name for both of them. And Hernandez wasn't having any of it. He just wanted money and made him leave. They aired a vignette for a new wrestler or a returning wrestler. Um, I would say, I'd say 100% a returning wrestler. (laughs) Uh, Because... In the it was a bunch of punk stuff, which I don't remember her being like punk at all. But they had a list on there. On the list, there was Diana Perrazzo, there was Tanil. But the ending had letters that needed to be filled in that was most likely let's get wild, 
for Taylor Wilde, who is set to return to Impact Wrestling in April, I guess. So I'm pumped for that. I was always a big fan of Taylor Wilde. Uh, and it's been a long time since we've seen Taylor Wilde in a wrestling ring. After that vignette, we saw Tommy Dreamer announce a scramble match for the number one contender spot at Hardcore Justice for a match at Rebellion against the champion. All weapons will be legal and the person that looked the most excited from this was Rosemary. The person who looked the most worried was uh, Alicia. So I don't know who's going to win from that, but we'll see. Earlier in the night, we saw James Storm dedicate his match to Bob Ryder, who passed away in November. Chris Sabin and Jake Something also surprised James Storm with Chris Harris, and I marked the absolute heck out over that. I was such a fan of, Amer- of America's Most Wanted. Um, still, actually, one of my favorite uh, uh, wrestling figure sets that I have. I wish I had that in the in the box mint, but I just have them loose. And uh, I, I, I again, I was very very disappointed that. Braden Walker didn't work out in WWE. But the main event saw James Storm defeat Eric Young, which was James Storm's 1,000th match in Impact Wrestling. Everybody ringside ended up brawling. We saw Eric Young go to use his mask, but Chris Harris prevented that from happening and hit him. Uh, And then Storm hit the superkick to pick up the victory. Uh, Apparently, Eric Young tore his ACL during this, and... I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I have no idea when or or at what part because I it didn't look like that at all. So kudos to Eric Young and and hopefully it's a speedy recovery if that is an accurate thing that was being said on the internet. But maybe down the line we'll see a four on four with these teams. Maybe if he wasn't injured, we were supposed to see a four on four. I would definitely love to see Wildcat Chris Harris back in the ring. Whether or not he's in, in ring shape, I don't know, but uh, it'd be cool. Moving over to AEW Dynamite, we saw Christian make his big in-ring return, uh, singles match return, sanctioned singles match return, I should say, <laughs> where he picked up a victory over Frankie Kazarian, which I thought was a good first singles match for Christian in AEW. It was a pretty standard Christian match, and it's, I think, great to see. Nothing looked bad. There was no like ring rust or anything. It was just like the caliber of match you would expect to have seen from Christian. And um, I have to say, I liked earlier in the day, Impact Wrestling tweeting out uh, Frankie Kazarian versus Christian from 2007. I think the the Impact Wrestling Twitter account just gets it. Like, you'll see them tweet about major things that happen on Raw that they have footage of from, like, uh, Lashley and and McIntyre or something like Christian and and Frankie Kazarian. We saw a black and white vignette with Darby Allin and Sting. Sting, again, absolutely not necessary to be there at all. He did not say anything from my recollection. It was just Darby Allin cutting a promo on Matt Hardy dressed as Matt Hardy with the main focus being that money can't buy friends and money can't buy respect. Um, eh. Another eh was Jade Cargill. We saw another pre-tape promo on Red Velvet. 
pretty much the same thing that we've been seeing from her. There's no like development there for me. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but there's just no development there. We saw Cody versus QT Marshall, I think, ended in a no contest or a DQ. With Cody being the victor, I don't know. Um, but Arn Anderson was the guest referee. We saw people from the Nightmare Factory surrounding the ring. We saw the Nightmare family surrounding the ring. In the match, QT Marshall knocks out Arn Anderson. He leaves the ring, and then the students get in and beat down the Nightmare family and Cody. It was literally AEW Dark invading AEW Dynamite. Where if you do not watch AEW Dark, you do not know anybody in that ring. So, QT Marshall hits a pile driver on the steps to Dustin Rhodes, who was bleeding. And he goes to, to, to smack Cody Rhodes with the chair, or just Cody. And Red Velvet stops him. Red Velvet was interviewed later on and Jade Cargill attacked her. And I really, I don't, I said this before, I don't care about this feud. And I can't say that enough. But we saw Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in a little vignette together. It's been, I think, three weeks since we've seen Ethan Page on AEW television. Which he comes in, debuts at the pay-per-view. Big pop. That week at Dynamite, he's got NBA audio issues, and we have not seen him since. They basically cut the same promo about being forced to share the spotlight with uh, people who aren't on their level. And they're taking everything that they want. And then it's just a promo for Elevation, which I don't think is a good start for this team. Why are they debuting together on Dynamite and then... Their first time as a team together is going to be on YouTube. After that, we saw John Moxley speak about what the Good Brothers did to Eddie Kingston's leg and how the Young Bucks are confused about whose side they're on, but he's pissed off uh, and still found time to put over Cesar Bononi. Match, we saw John Moxley pick up the victory over Cesar Bononi, and I thought it was a good match. It could have easily been a squash match given John Moxley's stature, but it was good. He had to deal with Ryan Nemeth and J.D. Drake. J.D. Drake, I, I don't know how he's getting a, a title shot against Darby Allen next week, but he is. And I'm looking forward to that because I like J.D. Drake. I just definitely don't think he's going to pick up the victory there. Um, <clears throat> but he choked out Cesar Bononi to, to pick up the victory there. Team Daz... Uh, Taz was speaking, gets cut off by Ricky Starks, who asked for Brian Cage's opinion on AEW Dark, and they kind of argued, but Taz calmed them down, and then put Team Taz over again to, to reassure that everything in Team Taz is okay, but it still does not seem like that, it doesn't seem like they all believe that. Seems like they're wanting to believe that, but you can't really trust it. After that, we saw the pinnacle where MJF had a gift for them, which turned out to be a stylist and an interior decorator to change up the disgusting inner circle locker room. But he goes to go into the bathroom and inner circle is in there. 
He goes to leave the locker room and Jake Hager's outside and then they all brawl. Jericho gave MJF a swirly, which I think is disgusting. <laughs> but he tossed him into the Pepsi fridge and then poured the uh, bubbly all over MJF and then reclaimed the, the locker room. I thought it was a good setup. The brawl I didn't necessarily care for, but the, the setup for it I thought was good. After that, we saw the Young Bucks being interviewed, which gets cut off by Don Callis. And all he did was want to talk to Matt. And he just wants the Young Bucks to go back to being friends with Kenny Omega. But he was trying to fire Matt Jackson up. And Matt was kind of not biting. And, And fire him up in like... A bad way, kind of, by, like, berating him uh, to just try to get, I guess, that spark. But we saw the Good Brothers team up with Kenny Omega to take on and defeat the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. The referee obviously had no um, control of this match. But it was a decent match. There was a scary moment where Laredo Kid dove to the outside on Kenny. Uh, Luckily, nothing happened there, but I think... It's the aftermath that matters the most from this. That being John Moxley came out, followed by the Young Bucks. Quick stare down, they go into the ring. Good Brothers and Kenny run off. So it looks as right now, it looks like the Young Bucks have chosen their side. And that side is with John Moxley. There's a triple, uh, not a triple threat, a six-man tag, I think, next week. I don't necessarily know if I see the Young Bucks not turning on John Moxley. We saw Britt Baker put over Elevation and also continued her storyline with Thunder Rosa. Then we saw the Bunny and Nyla Rose pick up the victory over Ty Conti and Hikaru Shida. This match... uh, I, at one point, they had a hot tag as soon as they came back from a commercial break. All the buildup for what happened was during a commercial break. Dark Order and Matt Hardy stable brawled ringside. Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti uh, took the Dark Order and Matt Hardy stable out, which I did not like. Bunny ends up using Hikaru Shida's kendo stick behind the referee's back, gets the wind. The wind, not the wind. Uh... And I didn't mind the kendo stick use there and the the cheap win. I just didn't like the, I don't know, I just didn't like the majority of the match. But we saw Jurassic Express cut a promo on Bear Country for what they did to Marco Stunt last week. They uh, referenced Godzilla vs. Kong, which completely puzzled me. But then Tony Schiavone said that the match was presented by that movie. That's out on HBO Max right now and in theaters, so you guys could check that out if you're a fan of Godzilla and Kong. I myself saw the first Godzilla film of this series and uh, not the other two. And I not the other two as in this one either. I'm not going to watch this one. Uh, the main event, though, we saw Arcade Anarchy. Orange Cassidy. I almost said Orange County. <laughs> Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor picked up a victory over Miro and Kip Sabian. I did not like this match. I felt it was too hokey. Like everything ringside just looked fake. 
Um, I don't know. They they did that Lego spot that I think that's just been absolutely driven into the ground by now. Chuck Taylor introduced them to the match. Kip Sabian powerbombed him onto them. Penelope Ford gets involved, but the best part, I think, of this match from the claw machine came Chris Statlander, who launched that glass into Penelope Ford's face. Then she puts Penelope Ford through the absolute fakest looking hockey table, air hockey table. But another big pop from this match was Sue pulling up in the minivan, dropping Trent off, who's back. He's been out injured. The three of them took turns punching Nero, who eventually recovered, but Trent eventually gets the upper hand, takes him out with a huge spear through the table, and then Chuck takes uh, hits a running power slam off the entrance stage through tables to pick up the victory over Kip Sabian. The best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, all hugged it out to uh, end Dynamite. Good feel-good ending to Dynamite. But that's AEW Dynamite. We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my lawnmower 3.0 my camera batteries and my phone all on the same shelf huzzah if you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself trim that junk of yours and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code regardless that's one for this uh, read at manscape.com your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. 
And we are back here on Marking Out, episode 530. Uh, check out manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS. Get 20% off and free shipping. Going to bring on Dave now. Dave, how you doing? Hey, I am uh, doing pretty uh, great. How was your week? Yeah, my week was uh, it was good. It was very, very fast. And once again... We are at a podcast recording time, you know? You know, I got to say, though, last week you spoke about how great of a weather week it was. Mm-hmm. And I said the last time I said that, it turned out to snow. Uh-huh. It snowed today. <laughs> Where? All over Long Island. I didn't get any. Well, I mean... I, yeah, I was you the... probably you probably were not up for the snow on Long Island today. What time did it snow? Around three ish. Really? Yeah, maybe like two to three a.m. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. So, here's hoping for more snow next week. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring on that snow. But yeah, everything's going good. But. What I want to do is talk about some Monday Night Nitro. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, okay. Well, rewind it. Let's get to the sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Kicks off a uh, thing from earlier in the night with Drew McIntyre. Basically just speaking about the hit that Bobby Lashley put on him. Uh, we see the actual start of Monday Night Raw with the Hurt Business. Where Lashley reiterated the hit. And then MVP asks who would like to step up for said hit. Nobody steps up. Uh, Lashley. No, MVP I believe runs down Shelton and Cedric for losing last week. And also losing the tag team championships, which ends with Bobby Lashley taking both of them out. Messed up. Yeah, so the Hurt Business, no more. Um, Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander ended up yelling at Adam Pearce and demanded a match with Lashley later on. Uh, Shelton first and then Cedric Alexander next week. Which we'll get to. Uh, First match of the evening, though, saw Riddle pick up the victory over Sheamus. Sheamus, we saw take Riddle out backstage beforehand. Um, Before we talk about the actual match, I got to say I actually hate Matt Riddle's new 3D graphics. Because when he kicks off his flip-flops, I feel like that's part of the spectacle Mm -hmm. of his entrance. Now it's like multicolored doves fly across the screen when he does that. Huh. And I don't understand why, but thankfully the match was good. I thought it had an abrupt ending, but mm-hmm. like Seamus won with a, a random knee to the face. But Riddle attacked Seamus afterwards, and we saw Seamus challenge Riddle for the United States Championship. At WrestleMania, which was, in fact, made a match. So, Sheamus is no longer 
anywhere close to being in that WWE title match. Yeah, no more, <laughs> no more Drew McIntyre in his sights. No. Um, uh, after that, we saw Shane's expose on Braun Strowman, where he showed off Braun's fifth grade report card, which I thought was just an absolutely terrible segment. I hate it whenever they like whenever they do like the anything from the past. It's been awful and cringe-worthy. <laughs> it's funny, though. I forget what was... I forget... I don't know if the, the grade was, like, uh, a C or whatever, or a failing grade in gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Corey Graves or whatever was like, how do you get a, a whatever that was in gym class? A D-plus in gym class. Is it something that you got? Not a D plus. We weren't graded on letters, but <laughs> <laughs> one time we were sitting in the cafeteria for gym because uh, the the Cause gym that's the, floor. Because that's the best place to do gym classes in the cafeteria. No, because no, no, because it was raining out and the gym was getting re uh, like the rewaxed or whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. And my gym teacher was walking around and he comes up to my table that I was sitting at. He goes, you know, I got to tell you, you got a very low P in this class, which is like a, a low passing in this. It's either pass or fail, but uh-huh. cause I, I, what am I going to do in gym class? Come on. A low P. I was good at, at standing in the, the net and doing mm-hmm. nothing. I was good when people step, uh, when we played baseball, Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's like, oh, move in, move in, move in. But I would, I would rarely be up at bat cause I'm not going to go up to bat. But when I did go up to bat, the ball would go significantly farther, farther than further than they thought it would. Mm-hmm. So I'm a natural athlete. I can't, uh, well, I mean, I think, I mean, from being a, a witness, I've seen your, your amazing big boots. I've seen your your super kicks i've seen you do an incredible leg press uh um, spear i got credit on my spear that one time yeah your spear <laughs> i mean i've seen you work out in the gym and it's been incredible you know? have you actually seen me work out at the gym though yeah on the cruise <laughs> yeah. my leg presses yeah. i used to do some incredible leg presses or whatever they were called but uh yeah yeah the leg press dude you brandon put like 600 pounds up but technically, I should be able to do more than that. <laughs> nah, you did great, dude. I'm proud of you. Yeah, so natural athlete, uh, retired much. But uh, with the match, we saw Braun Strowman pick up a victory over Jackson Riker, which went a lot longer than I expected it to, but you knew Braun Strowman was winning this. Yeah, I, I didn't know why it went for so long, besides, once again, filler. But yeah, Braun gets the victory. Yeah, and he goes after Shane McMahon, but Elias attacked him from behind, But sh- and Shane eventually joined in. Braun overpowers them, and because Shane McMahon put the power of the match stipulation in, sh- in Braun's hands, Braun picked a cage match. Where, did I not jokingly say it's going to be a Hell in a Cell? <laughs> I think you said Hell in a Cell. I think last week yeah. I said that, but... This is really cool because this is the second cage match in WrestleMania history. That's what they said, and that's what blows my mind. 
Is it really? Yeah, it is. The first one being King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 2. Fun fact that absolutely blew my mind. Mick Foley was on the bump this week and was speaking about his match with Edge at WrestleMania 22. And on that card was also Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon in like a no DQ match or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a good match. But prior to that, Edge had to fight for that match to be what it was. They were going to do a cage match between Mick Foley and Edge. Hmm. And that, like, I couldn't, I can't even fathom that as a match because that the 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 match at WrestleMania 22 is like so iconic. Like you think of that spear through the ropes onto the flaming table. Yeah, yeah. What would that match have been? That, I have no idea, but that like absolutely blew my mind, and that, that, uh, I'm looking forward to this cage match. Yeah, me too. I'm 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 more surprised that this is only the second ever steel cage match at a WrestleMania. And obviously, we've had cage matches as in Hell in a Cell's before, but yeah, but not a steel cage match, right? Um, I guess we could we could assume Shane's going off the top. Yeah, and it's funny. I saw people saying, now I guess we know what Shane's jumping off of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a shooting star press, though. Oh, hmm. man. Could be. Shooting star or moonsault. Oh, yeah. Moonsault as well. Yeah. I think he's going to probably go for a moonsault off the top of there. Hmm. But, yeah. After that, we saw the dirt sheet uh, where Miz and John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, introduced an introduction which i thought was funny (laughs) to the video for hey hey hop hop uh reggaeton track that they have now produced it's on apple music and probably spotify and everything um but bad bunny also i liked the song i 100 percent liked that song and i will be downloading it soon but bad bunny and damian priest came out just to put over their wrestlemania match and Bad Bunny ended up punching Miz right in the face, and it looked really well done. I thought so, too. I was surprised a little bit. Yeah, it was a good worker punch. I agree, for sure. We saw Randy Orton speak about The Fiend, basically just saying that he knows what he needs to do to make sure that The Fiend and Alexa Bliss is out of his life once and for all. Um... Next up, we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Shelton Benjamin. I was kind of hoping we would see like the amateur side come out in both of them. Mm -hmm. But that was not the case. And Shelton Benjamin ended up passing out from the Hurt Lock. Yeah. And that stinks because Shelton deserves more. But next up, we had a new day. Game night with AJ Styles and almost backstage. No, not even backstage. No, in the ring. Oh, yeah. Wait. Well, well, actually, no. There was a backstage yeah, segment. It was and backstage and then in the ring. Yeah. In the ring. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I remember actually seeing stuff backstage. But this... Uh... So they played charades and Pictionary, which New Day won both 
Amos didn't even guess anything, but he eventually yelled at them to, I guess, assure them that they don't need the, to to win these games to win those titles. Mm-hmm. So, I thought this segment sucked, but I enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Like, I don't know how else to say that. Mm-hmm. But the next match we saw was Xavier Woods defeating AJ Styles via disqualification. We saw Amos end up pulling AJ Styles away from Xavier Woods. Mm -hmm. And when Xavier Woods goes to kick Amos, he kicks... um, Amos catches Xavier Woods and flips him. Kofi got involved, but he tossed Kofi Kingston over the barricade. And then AJ continued the attack on... Xavier Woods with Amos. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I don't know. I kind of don't, I wouldn't mind if AJ Styles won the title. And Amos. Honestly, doesn't he need it to become a grand Grand slam? slam. Right. For that reason alone, I'm fine with it. You know, I think that the chemistry with him and Amos I think it's hilarious. So I'm all for it. Why not? And Triple H said that Amos has like absorbed this so well. That's what he said. The one thing I don't understand is why this couldn't be Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in this role. What? It doesn't have oh, to be oh, New Oh, Cedric Day. on the reverse side in like yes. the New Day role. I know. Okay. Heel versus heel. <laughs> but still, AJ and Omos aren't like hated heels because they had that comedic character stuff to them while Cedric and Shelton are straight up business and it still uh, yeah, could have know. worked. I don't know what's going to happen with Shelton and Cedric now. I don't well, know. I'm, I mean, next I'm, week we know Cedric is probably going to be taking on Lashley. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried. Uh, after that, we saw Alexa's playground uh, where she just said that the fiend needed time. And now he's looking forward to WrestleMania. And she said at WrestleMania, the legend killer dies. And then they panned out and the, the feed was just chilling there, like hanging out on the swing set with her. It was weird. I liked it because usually she makes a comment. Like usually she talks to a, her imaginary friend that's next to her on the other swing. Right. And earlier in the promo, she did that. Like she made a comment about the fiend or something. She made a comment looking to the side, but the camera didn't pan over but she spoke to who I guess I thought was just her imaginary friend again. And then it got revealed that the fiend was actually there. And I love the fiend just deadpan. It was like a model pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's killing it. Uh, next up, we saw Naomi pick up the victory over Shayna Baszler. Manny Rose and Dana Brooke were on commentary. Reginald got involved, but Lana tried to stop him. And then Nia Jax tried to put her through the commentary table, but she pushed uh, Nia Jax into Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And then Naomi wins with a roll-up. That damn roll-up. Which is pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to end, which sucked. Yeah. And then we move on to the second women's segment of the night. Asuka and Rhea Ripley's contract signing for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Asuka basically just said that Rhea Ripley's confidence, she hasn't earned her confidence that she's exuding 
Mm-hmm. Ripley flipped the table straight into Asuka's face. That looked nasty. Yeah. Like, uh, like legit. Like, when that happened, I was just like, oh, damn. Because, it, like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen like that. I don't know either. Like, it, like, it looked like Asuka went to duck, but it just slammed right into her face. And I was just like, the way that what went through my head was concussion. You know? I was thinking her teeth got knocked out again. I thought about the teeth too, but my initial was concussion because that just looked like such a sudden jolt to the head. But I still I still don't think that was intentional to do. So Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax came out afterwards and questioned where their WrestleMania match is. And I don't understand how it happened during this segment. Mm-hmm. It sets up for a tag team match next week between the champions and Asuka and Rhea Ripley. And I thought it was such an awkward segment. Um, I, I just, I, that's, I just thought that was so bizarre. And the women had like three minutes of airtime on raw. Yeah. I didn't, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, earlier in the night though, we saw Drew McIntyre walking around throughout the whole backstage looking for somebody to take up Lashley on his offer. Mm-hmm. He ends up going into the locker room and asks who's going to step up to take him out. And he said that he's disappointed that nobody has tried. He got into Braun Strowman's face. Braun said that after he beats up Shane McMahon, he's coming for him if he's the champion. He got into Humberto Carrillo's face. Angel Garza tried to uh, tried to take advantage of that when uh, when. McIntyre was talking to Matt Riddle and then Drew Gulak kind of looked like he was going to like square up with McIntyre but he got hit with that uh what is it the headbutt I don't know what Glasgow kiss yeah and then he gets into Ricochet's face who said that it's not in his character to do something like that and instead challenged Drew McIntyre to face him next week in a match so that's going to happen Who's the guy that he uh, threw over the couch? Uh, over the couch? Or into the couch? Was it not Angel Garza? I don't know. There was one wrestler that I like. I legit didn't recognize. But I don't, I don't know. know. I think Angel Garza might have been that person. Maybe, maybe Garza or Umberto. I just didn't but I recognize. Liked, I liked this segment. It reminded me of a, an old WWE video game. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw MVP later on approach Ricochet about stepping up. And Ricochet said that it's not about Lashley's offer. It's because he doesn't know when the next time he's getting a WWE championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I completely forgot. That What's that? <laughs> the Ricochet match wasn't next week. It's, it was on Raw. <laughs> yeah, later on. McIntyre picks up the victory over Ricochet. Not a quick match. Um, and it was an obvious outcome. What wasn't obvious, though, uh, Mustafa Ali attacked Drew McIntyre afterwards. Mm-hmm. McIntyre challenged him to a fight. McIntyre then picks up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Um, I liked Ali working McIntyre's leg during this, though. 
So they played that up during the match. He still hit the Claymore to win. Which was important because I feel like Ali needed that sort of a... Um, some sort of like an Achilles heel to go after on McIntyre where we can believe, oh, maybe Ali has a small chance. Yeah. You know, so that's where the leg came in. Then McIntyre called for more people. He called Lashley out. Lashley uh, came out and said that he never really needed anybody's help. Brought up the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And then McIntyre said that nobody in WWE exists like Bobby Lashley, so he puts him over, but he said that Lashley's afraid of him. And then Lashley jumps him. McIntyre fights it off, and King Corbin from behind. I didn't expect Corbin. Not at all. Lashley jumped in, locked in that hurt lock on McIntyre. And the two of them ended up the end of Raw. MVP said a line. He said, this is the hurt business. And then later on on Twitter clarified that Drew, uh, not Drew, Baron Corbin is not in the hurt business. Yeah, he was just there taking up the offer. Crazy though, because rewind to 2019 for pretty much the beginning of 2019, these three men were running Raw. As a team, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and King Corbin. Really? Yeah. They even faced the the Shield at Fastlane that year. I don't remember at all. So it's pretty crazy that that's like, I mean, kind of full circle. Yeah. There. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving over to NXT, it was announced that NXT will be officially moving to Tuesdays after WrestleMania. Well, I I am officially not able to watch NXT live anymore. Well, same time frame, right? Yeah, yeah, because because that's when I teach the review course. Tuesdays and well, Thursdays. Well, you have so... Wednesday night. You have Wednesday night free to watch. Catch it up. I guess Wednesday nights, I'm going to start watching uh, AEW. No, you have NXT to watch. What do you mean? Yeah, but it's not going to be live. (laughs) I mean, now with NXT, I'm just going to watch the 15-minute, 10 to 15-minute clip on YouTube. Well, the first match of NXT, we saw Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Roderick Strong. I was surprised Um, by this. Before the match, though, Cameron Grimes spoke about the Undisputed Era intellectual property again. He had a Grimes the System shirt and then also had a Grimes the System theme, which I popped for. And then Roderick Strong attacked him before the match. Um, But in the actual match, Cameron Grimes pulled out an Undisputed Era armband. And that distracted Roderick Strong. We saw Roderick Strong get distracted earlier in the night, too. There were two fans sitting... Uh, ringside. One was wearing an undisputed shirt. One was wearing uh, an Adam Cole shirt. Where do you think this is going to go with Roderick? Well, Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in, picks up the victory, and later on we saw Roderick Strong walk out and say that he's done with all of this. He was supposed to be in the main event. He took himself out. 
I can't imagine where this is leading to. I really don't know. I mean, obviously, Undisputed Era is no more. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Unless it leads to him coming to Raw or SmackDown? I have no idea. Maybe. I mean, I feel like these guys have to be brought up at some point to the main roster. I mean, it's been so long. And, I mean, we do have the Raw after Mania upcoming. Yeah, but some people don't want to be up there. That's true. I mean, I think we've heard, like, Balor say something like that. Not Balor. Champa and Gargano, I think, have said that. I feel like Balor said the same thing, too, that he... How could Balor say that? He's been up there. No, I, I think he said that he'd rather be on NXT right now in an interview. What a shame. Also, we found out Andrade said that uh, Triple H asked him to come back to NXT. And uh, I guess he had said no. The guy shame. forgot he forgot where he came from. Um, but we saw a Karrion Cross training vignette, which I think was completely different from what we've seen from his character before. Mm-hmm. Balor had a promo later on just to hype up the match next week. Uh, we saw another vignette, that being for Walter and Tommaso Ciampa. Walter called Ciampa a shell of what he used to be. And I definitely don't think Ciampa's winning the NXT UK Championship. I don't think so either. But we saw uh, another promo to respond to Walter from Champa afterwards, which I thought was a really good promo. Mm-hmm. Later on in the night, I should say. Uh, but the next, after that, we saw Legado Del Fantasma come out. Santos Escobar issues an open challenge. And Tyler Breeze accepts it. Santos I, I was happy by Tyler this. Breeze. What? I was happy by this. Tyler Breeze, I love his drop kicks. Yeah. I like I like Tyler Breeze. It was an enjoyable match. We just need Tyler Breeze to be featured in like more matches. He deserves a shot. Yeah, we saw him take out Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza during this match, but they were back by the end of it. And they went to uh attack Tyler Breeze after the match, but MSK made the save. That gets cut off. Grizzled Young Veterans appear on the screen. Cut a promo on both Legato Del Fantasma and MSK. And they're claiming that they'll be the next champions. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, After that, we saw The Way being interviewed where Johnny Gargano yelled about the Gauntlet Eliminator Battle Royal. And then Austin Theory was said that it was it was such a great idea and brought up the finger poke of doom, which I thought was funny, saying that basically if he wins the gauntlet battle royal, he'll finger poke of doom. <laughs> uh, but then we saw the way pick up the victory over Gigi Dolan and Zeta Ramir, um, which went as how you'd expect it to. Yeah, it had to. But I liked the match, and I, I I'm. I that's pretty much the first time I've seen Zeta Ramir. And I liked all the moves she was doing. Yeah, it's I mean, I feel like now with all the signings that they have had, you can easily bring up people to the main roster now and feel comfortable that NXT is in a good spot. 
Yeah. Like, there's a good transferring of power. Yeah, there's a lot of great women on this roster now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never not been great women on the roster, I should say. Yeah. Well, I mean... Eh, I mean... <laughs> I don't... Not in a there's grouping. Been, there's been some that, obviously, like, people have been released and mm-hmm. they just clearly weren't meant to be wrestlers. Who? I just, like, names from 2012. Like Cameron? No, not not even Cameron. Because she still had some sort of, like, it factor to her, even if her, like, in-ring-wise wasn't the greatest. It factor? Dude, don't even use it factor with Cameron. Uh, so who are you thinking? I can't even think of names. But, like, they were names from 2012. If you look at that roster, it's not oh, even uh-huh. close to being, like, they're not here anymore. They're not in the business anymore. Mm-hmm. Nah. But after that, we saw Candice LeRae say that nobody in the locker room deserves to be champion more than her. And the way challenged the champions. She issued a warning to them, and then they came out and accepted the challenge. So at TakeOver, we're going to be seeing that match. Yeah. We saw Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez brawl backstage for the first time that night. Uh, And then Raquel Gonzalez went out, had her match with Zoe Stark. Good match for Stark. I liked the uh, the turning blockbuster that she hit. Yeah. They're using her a lot. I mean, this is, I think, her third or fourth NXT straight being in a match. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai did get involved, but Zoe Stark took her out. But it, again, this was like an obvious outcome. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, personally, I love EO, but I want to see Raquel Gonzalez win. She it, did, it's she, tough to not like because after that we saw Io Shirai run out and attack her again. Yeah, and Gonzalez took her out. I really want Gonzalez to win. I think that she is. I think she has now. I think she has it. But I don't know. I don't know if I like Io chasing the challenger like this. I I think that's okay because I think that. It's Io wanting the challenge. She wants to uh, just battle anyone just to keep on, keep her reign. I mean, um, we did see later on. It's kind of, it Io... kind of, it's kind of remind, it's kind of like a throwback to this Stor- Tony Storm. Where Tony Storm told a her. Throwback. That was like <laughs> last weeks week. ago. Exactly. But it was kind of similar to that where she said. I'm not going to challenge you pretty much. I want you to challenge me. So I want you to ask William Regal for the match, not me. You know, so it's kind of EO going after her competitors. And she went after Raquel Gonzalez again later on. Raquel puts her through a wall. So that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Kushida get interviewed and Pete Dunne cut it off to basically just say that he's the best technical wrestler in the world. And he dared Kushida to prove him wrong. Um, and then they were both going to be in that battle royal in the main event. Yeah. We saw Prime Target, which was a mini documentary, I think, 
Um, I think there might be a longer version of this coming to the network. Uh-huh. I'm not positive. But it was like a mini documentary documentary about Undisputed Era and Adam Cole's history with Kyle O'Reilly. And I thought this was really well done. That would be cool. I, I thought it was one of like the the better video packages that we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, WWE always has great video packages, but this I thought was really well done. Yeah. Uh, after that, though, we saw Tian Sha defeat Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, where I think I finally realized that Tian Sha is the name of the group of the three of them. Yeah, uh, you texted me that, and then <laughs> it was just, it was just one of those moments where you're just like, ah, uh, if only <laughs> now. How crappy of a job is that by commentary and the writing staff? That maybe, maybe we just didn't pick up on it. I don't know. But even still, as commentary, shouldn't it be your responsibility to help help your viewer know what the group name is? Yeah. I mean, when they come out, and that was super confusing when they brought up Mei Ying, and we're like, "Wait a minute, yeah, what? Did they well, just who's Tian Sha? Did they just name change on us? Even though they had this entire really cool vignette, yeah, yeah." But I liked the. Uh, I'm, I feel like she's done it before. The twisting code breaker that Casey Catanzaro did. Yeah, she's yeah. But we saw Caden Carter go after Mei Ying. Bad move. Mei Ying chokes her and. Blue smoke in her face. Yeah. And the match was, and she passed out, but the match was pretty much over after that. Mm-hmm. So Zia Lee basically did all the work. Yeah. Um, Next throughout up. Throughout the night, though. Yeah, you, you had like a, a little dog uh, just scurrying around, entering the NXT, the Performance Center, and you have no clue going up to, uh, bunch of stairs and all around the place ends up at the feet of a female character that's going to be going by the name of frankie no i'm gonna say no no so as soon as the dog because i guess i'll say because i'm such a mark as soon as the dog showed up i recognized the dog yeah (laughs) The dog was Prince Presley, the dog of John Morrison and Taya Valkyrie. And we finally, the last vignette that we saw of the dog, or the last segment we saw was a message saying, See you April 13th, Frankie. April 13th is the first Tuesday NXT event. I think they gave Prince Presley a worker name. I think Prince Presley is Frankie. And I feel like Taya is going to be Taya. Well, they they uh trademarked the name. Yeah, even more so. That's why I think it's probably the worker name of the dog. No, really? I I, I don't I don't know. That's what I think. I think there's more name value in Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, Frankie Monet. I could be completely wrong, but I really think it's a worker name for the dog. Yeah, they they trademarked Frankie Monet, not Frankie the Mobster. Ooh, Frankie I don't know. Monet. They, I mean, dogs have second names, last names. Huh. I don't know. That's an interesting uh, 
way to go about it. I mean, it. the I, actual dog's name is Prince Presley. That's two names right there. Yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting way to go about it. But I don't think that she, even though you mentioned the name value and stuff, you know who she is. You know, that, I don't think that's going to make that much of a difference. Well, we shall find out the Tuesday after WrestleMania. Yes. Battle Royal. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Pete Dunn, Tyler Russ, Dexter Loomis, Kushida, Austin Theory, Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, and L.A. Knight. Leon Ruff went after Isaiah Swerve Scott during his entrance. We saw Malcolm Bivens get involved in this match. I think the funniest part of this was Austin Theory when he got tossed out. Both of his feet didn't touch and he's like, oh, I know what I can do. And he kips up thinking like, oh, that's going to get me to get back into the ring or whatever. And he kips up. He's on two feet, gets eliminated. <laughs> Kushida and Pete Dunn eliminated themselves, basically. And I, I mean, I said it last week. I, it's hard. It was hard not to see them in that final six. The two well, they're going to be facing off at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, they made they announced the match during the match. Yeah, and then the final six entering the Gauntlet Eliminator at Takeover Night One will be Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott in this order, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, who tried to pay off Dexter Loomis and L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, and then L.A. Knight won the match. So L.A. Knight has the advantage going into that Gauntlet match last. Um, Safe to say L.A. Knight versus Bronson Reed comes down to? I don't know. I mean, that's... I don't know. I, I mean, otherwise, with think about the way that they have it set up. You, It could easily be one after the other just because it seems like everybody's uh, linked to each other. You know, like Leon Ruff and, and uh, Strickland, you know? And then you have Grimes and... Um, What's his face? Loomis. Yeah, and Loomis. Like, they're directly run after the other. So they're all tied already. So I feel like it's going to be L.A. Knight picking up the victory in this. What do you think? I don't think that. I mean, we'll get to predictions. All right. But I liked on commentary, Johnny Gargano was, was... on commentary and he like talked out the lyrics to edge's theme song and applied it to himself <laughs> i like that and as soon as this match was over io shirai came shooting down to the ring called raquel gonzalez out and it turned into a brawl with all the women of nxt i thought they that i was break it up and i think that's awesome like to just kick off to end the night with that io came out on top well, I mean, we know considering that, that she was just thrown through a wall, I think that's important. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Moving but. over to NXT UK, though, we saw Aoife Valkyrie pick up the victory against the debuting Stevie Turner, which was a, good, was de- a good debut. Say that again? What was that name? Aoife Valkyrie. Is that, like, that's worrisome? Um, In the in the was... Taya Valkyrie case? Yeah, that's just... Are we gonna? We, we <laughs> but can't, again, that's NXT and that's NXT UK, two different brands. So, dude, somebody's gonna have to name change. I don't know. I but dude, uh, it was a I, good I debut. She, yeah, it's, you can't do that. 
there's uh, there's got to be other no dude it's not gonna work <sighs> i don't know but uh it went how you expected for the undefeated valkyrie in this we saw tiaman take on and defeat josh morell and not that like it's necessary for walter to retain to have the match but i hope that walter retains the championship over rampage brown and then Tommaso Ciampa next week. Because I'd really like to see Teo Man take on Walter. Does UK have a WrestleMania event? Yeah, they do. It's called... Well, well, I don't want to say a WrestleMania event, but they do have a special one-hour program. It's their normal slot next week. It's NXT UK Prelude. Okay. And one of those matches we're going to be seeing is Rampage Brown versus Walter for the championship. Mm. We saw Kaylee Ray get cut off by Millie McKenzie, who's now going by, I think, Amelia McKenzie, who has not been in NXT UK in like over two years. Literally not since August 2018. I think I think she turned down an offer to, to sign back in... Uh, 2018 ish. Uh-huh. Uh, but then a uh, rumor started circulating that she signed in February and she basically kind of called out Kaylee Ray or not called her out, but wants a title shot, I guess. But she was attacked by Isla Dawn. Mako Satamora made the save and a tag team match for NXT prelude was set up there. Uh, and then the main event we saw pretty deadly defending the NXT UK championships, tag team championships against Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. They obviously they retained, but the referee gets knocked out during this and Kenny Williams tried to get Amir to use the championship behind the referee's back and Amir just didn't want to. So Kenny Williams takes the title. And smacks Amir Jordan with it, breaking up the team basically, leaves him there to die. And uh he lost. Pretty deadly picked up the victory. Um aside from that women's tag team match and the NXT UK championship match, we also have Noam Dar with Shaw Samuels taking on Tyler Bate with Trent Seven in his corner to determine the number one contender for the Heritage Cup. In a match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when A-Kid will defend that. But that'll be the number one contender match. But that's NXT UK moving back over stateside. We will talk about NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Night one taking place next Wednesday, April 7th. Pete Dunn versus Kushida. Oh, Pete I'm gonna say Dunn. I'm gonna say Kushida, unless um, there's gonna be like a better technical wrestler coming out. I'm gonna go with Kushida too. I feel like he, they keep on building him up right now. So, MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legato del Fantasma triple threat for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. I'm gonna go Grizzled Young Vets. I feel like that's who it should be. I know it's going to probably be MSK. 
I'm going to say Grizzled Young Veterans. All right. Because it's like they've been so close. Exactly. So many times. Exactly. For the North American Championship number one contender slot, we have that six-man gauntlet eliminator match. Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis. You already picked L.A. Knight to win. Yeah. I'm going to say Dexter Loomis. I wish. Hello. He's been feuding with Johnny Gargano. Uh, How's it not going to be Dexter Loomis? Huh. (laughs) That's true. That is very, very true. I'm going to stick to, I'm going to stick to Le Knight. For the NXT United Kingdom Championship, Walter, the longest reigning champion in the modern era of WWE right now. Over 700 days as champion. He won the title in April 2019 at NXT TakeOver New York. Defending against Tommaso Ciampa. I'm sticking with Walter. I'm going Walter. Next up, you have the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Io Shirai defending against Raquel Gonzalez. I'm going Raquel Gonzalez. I'm saying Io Shirai. Nice. But I could definitely see Raquel winning. Yeah. All right, let's night move on two. to... Yeah, night two. Kicking off with the Women's Tag Team Championship on the line. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defending against The Way. I'm saying Ember and Shotzi retain. Ah. Uh... Let's see. The thing is, I don't know what can happen with Moon and Shotzi. Um, I'm going to go with the way. Which sucks, because that would be the third tag team champion for the, for the women's division within like two weeks. Not, um, not, not really two weeks, but... Within, within a month. Yeah, that's... The, the first champions were crowned March 10th. Yeah. I really don't like that. But and then the second I, champions were, were crowned March 10th. The same night, yeah. I, but I get it, and I think I've said it in the past, like when you want to get a championship known, you could have those quick uh, things going. So I'm going to go with the way. Well, I'm going to stick with the current champions. An unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. This is... Absolutely, I think, the hardest match to call. So, I think this match is going to be up there for match of the week. Week? For the week. I am going to say that... Not, it, not just year? Just no. straight to like just a little tiny week? Just, just the week. After the week, you really have to go into details. But I think that this is going to be up there for the match of WrestleMania week. And Again, I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly. I kind of wish they would would have rented out Barclays Center. It was part of that video package. Um, I'm going to say... Could we possibly see this not being finished? 
kind of like a, a Gargano Champa feud. I think we're gonna have it finish. I'm gonna say Kyle O'Reilly. Are we gonna see, um, what's his face, Pat McAfee help Adam Cole? I don't think so. That'd be far fetched to me. Why is that? Well, I mean, I I don't know. They were opponents, first of all, so I don't know. And now they grew respect for each other. I don't know. I'm going for the NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano versus either maybe your pick, LA Knight, or my pick, Dexter Loomis, or somebody else from that match from night one. I'm going to say Dexter Loomis wins the NXT North American Championship. I'm going to say Johnny Gargano retains. Okay. (laughs) In a match that I am super pumped for. To determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. In a ladder match. That was set up by Shawn Michaels. Jordan Devlin, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Versus Santos Escobar, the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Jordan Devlin uh, won the the Cruiserweight Championship back before COVID. I'm going Devlin. Um, Oh. Oh. Making you think now. Well, uh, mm. well, I mean, so the reason I'm going with Devlin is because Santos Escobar being a heel and everything, I think he could play off of the entire losing this match aspect and that could fuel him for another few weeks. To and then maybe he goes even... on to the main event. <laughs> maybe. I'm going oh, I'm to say Devlin. Jordan Devlin also. All right. And for the main event of the night, or at least we could assume so, NXT Championship on the line, Finn Balor defending against Karrion Cross. Ha. Huh. I'm going to say Finn Balor. I know everybody expects it to be Karrion Cross, Cross this being his first yeah. um actual match for the NXT championship after having to have vacated it back in August. I think it's going to be Finn Balor. So that potential match between Finn Balor and Santos Escobar for the NXT championship. Ha. I am going to go with Karrion Cross. I can't. I don't know. I feel like with Karrion Cross coming back after his injury and stuff like that, you, you can't have him. This would be his first loss, I believe, right? Um, I don't think he's lost yet. I think if he loses to Finn Balor, that would be his first loss. No, because they lost the other week in that tag match. It would be his first uh, solo singles match loss. I don't think he's lost a singles match yet. So there's like... Oh, wait, no, he lost to Keith Lee. Right? 
I'm not sure. Yeah, he lost to Keith Lee because Keith Lee was champion. But say Keith, Keith Lee, where, by the way, where the hell's Keith Lee been? Um, but know. say Karen Cross loses. Mm-hmm. Who do you see walking out as WWE champion of WrestleMania? NXT champion? Lashley? No, Lashley or McIntyre? I'm going to go with Lashley. Because I think McIntyre is walking out of WrestleMania as champion. Mm-hmm. That's a very easy fix to Karrion Cross losing. And just call him up? Monday Night Raw. Fall and pray. That's true. That's very true. I did it. I told you I was going to do it. And then, boom, Cross's music hits. The non-existing hmm. crowd marks out. Mm-hmm. That's stand and deliver, though. Moving over to SmackDown. Edge opens up to speak about Daniel Bryan getting into his match at WrestleMania. But he said that he's not going to be hesitating the next time a concerto opportunity comes up. Uh, And they played piped-in booze during this. And I can't see... And throughout the night, he was kind of heelish. We've seen him Mm -hmm. kind of acting like heel... A heel character recently. I can't see the live crowd booing Edge. Not gonna work. Do you think anybody's gonna get booed at WrestleMania? Or fans are just gonna like go crazy? Like, so happy to be there. Oh, I think you're gonna have booze. You still lose yourself in the aspect of pro wrestling. I wonder if we're gonna have piped in crowd effects as well. I... I think for sure. We saw the Alpha Academy cut a quick little promo. Uh, Chad Gable just spoke about unleashing this inner alpha side of Otis and then spoke about winning the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships next week on SmackDown where they announced the SmackDown Tag Team titles will be defended in a fatal four-way next week instead of WrestleMania on a special WrestleMania edition of SmackDown where we're also going to see an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal doesn't have the same ring to it yeah it kind of sucks that that's a thing and i hope that the guys in these matches are getting a wrestlemania payday out of that you know they're not i would hope they are business is business you know they're not i would hope that they are and i don't even i don't even i would i i would understand if there is no wrestlemania bonuses i don't know there's not there's no revenue. They made they made record amount of money this this year. Yeah, but there's not there's not like that they made live more crowd revenue. I don't know. I I I don't see any WrestleMania uh check being payday being to anyone and if there is, I don't see it being to many. Oh, in regards to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal I don't think it'll actually happen. I believe he's still injured. But the only person that's been in every single Battle Royal, do you know who that is? Been in every single Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, Only one person. Only one person. Well, it's not Big Show. 
not Baron Corbin. Um, you mentioned that he's injured. So it has to be someone that's on the injury list right now. Someone that I don't think you're going to know is even injured. Most likely not. And <laughs> you're it's definitely probably, not. Um, hold on, because I really want to try to guess it. Um, could I get a hint? I mean, um... The only thing people that I could think of would be Drew Gulak, Umberto Carrillo. Umberto? What are you talking about? He wasn't even in the company the first time. Oh, yeah, he wasn't with the company on the first I don't even think Gulak was either. Gulak wasn't? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um... This is like somebody who was in WWE for a long, long time and maybe isn't in WWE anymore. Is it in WWE anymore? Yeah. Um, Which ultimately, if he wasn't injured, would also be part of the reason why he probably wouldn't end up in this battle royal. I was going to say Fandango, but... Yeah, I can't think of any, the only per, other person that I think is injured is uh, is uh, Raymond Rowe. But he's in. It's it's Hanson, not Rowe. Eric is in the Memorial Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Well, no, his tag team partner. Uh... Yeah, that's that's Eric and Ivar. Yeah. Ivar's injured. Okay. But you're thinking WWE roster still. Yeah. The only, like, I'm trying to remember the people that were in it. We saw the last appearance in WWE that this person had, I believe, was a WWE championship match. Oh, dude, that's tough. Last year. Last year, they had a WWE championship match. They are currently injured. Potentially. Um... It's not Samoa Joe. No. Again, oh. Samoa Joe is in <laughs> in WWE. The person I will say is not in WWE. They're not in WWE. Uh, the last Curtis match was X, not no. a WWE championship match. They had a WWE championship match. No, it wasn't for the WWE Championship, but it, I think it was against the... I want to say it was the WWE Champion at the time. Heath Slater? Yes. Ah. He has been in every single Memorial Battle Royal. You see? I, I just needed some time to get there and, and a lot of hints. <laughs> I was going to say Adam Cole is a hint and completely throw you. I was actually surprised I was still able to get it. <laughs> But the actual match on SmackDown, we saw the Alpha Academy team up with the Dirty Dogs, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, to pick up the victory over the Mysterios and the Street Profits. I think based off of this victory, it might be safe to say that the Dirty Dogs might be losing the titles. I think so, too. Dirty Dogs don't have anything going for them, in my opinion. But maybe it's because there is no live crowd. I feel like if there was a live crowd, there would be more for them to play off of. It also kind of sucks that, like, say the Mysterios win. 
That's like a WrestleMania moment sort of situation. Father and son. The first ever father and son team to win the tag team titles in WWE. Mm-hmm. Even though Afa and um, Samu defended the tag team titles, they don't recognize Samu as a tag team champion with Afa. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate, but um, after that, we saw Seth Rollins and Cesaro in the ring with Corey Graves. Corey Graves brought up how this is Cesaro's first singles match at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins got pissed off, and when Cesaro told him to take a swing, he didn't even flinch when Rollins went to, like, I guess, like, fake swing. Yeah, it's as if he knew it was going to happen. And he didn't flinch. I hope to see Cesaro pick up the victory at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Match after that. Son of a beep. <laughs> Son of a beehive. Natalia picks up a victory over Shayna Baszler in maybe a minute. Reversal into a reversal pin. I thought this was so stupid. Um, but Nia Jax attacked Natalia afterwards. Tamina jumped in. The champions are standing tall. Out come the Riot Squad. Mandy and Dana. Bad and Blonde. And then Tamina and Natalia hit the heart attack mm-hmm. to stand tall. So, I'm, what, what is this? Right now we're at how many teams? One, two, three, four, five? A lot. Five teams here. Uh, after this, we saw Carmella backstage with Billy Kay, and she took Billy Kay's resume. They were both watching this. Mm-hmm. One can only assume that we will be seeing Carmella and Billy Kay in this. Maybe we're going to see, like... So they didn't announce a, a, a women's battle royal? Would you be disappointed if we saw the, the tag team championships defended in a battle royal, tag team battle royal? No, I wouldn't be disappointed. So I'm thinking maybe that will happen, something like that, and we'll see a surprise team. And that surprise team might be the ones to pick up the championships. Mm-hmm. Surprise team as in two people currently not booked. One being Bailey. And the other being Charlotte. Hmm. I don't like it. No. No, 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 no. I don't know. They have history. No, 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 no. Horsewomen ride together. I wouldn't like it. I don't know. I wouldn't mind them being champions as long as, like, good comes from it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not like that Oscar run. I don't want single feuds out of a tag team championship run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we had the Sami Zayn and Logan Paul segment where they played the trailer for Sami's documentary. Logan Paul basically said that Kevin Owens said that Sami's gone crazy. And then Kevin Owens came from behind with a stunner. And then pushed Logan Paul out of the way. What I would love with this is that there's actually a legit documentary 
that they well, I think put, there's going to be. I feel uh, like there there would be that they like. I was gonna say it before where you mentioned how they had that mini uh, doc on. Um, yeah, prime target. Yeah, prime target. I was gonna mention it back then, but I could definitely see them doing this with the Sami Zayn, and I, I could see it actually blowing up. <laughs> Narrated by Michael Moore. That'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah. Or Jesse Ventura. He's into conspiracy theories. It's true. Um, but yeah, so... I just hope WrestleMania... It, it, Logan Paul, I believe, already said that he's going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, he accepted it. So... I don't know what he's going to be doing at WrestleMania. I don't know. Hopefully it's getting stunnered. Yeah, because I hate that guy. <laughs> I think the world hates him. I think he was decent on the mass singer though and uh <laughs> he's just not a, it just sucks week. that he's not a decent human being. Well, he said on the mass singer that he's like trying to change and everything. So I'm right now I'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm at least but after that segment, Sami Zayn attacked Kevin Owens backstage. We need um, a Kevin we... Owens by the way debuting his brand new KO Mania 5 shirt. Yeah, we need a Machine Gun Kelly spot. Yeah, we do. Definitely 100% need that. Um, if it's not a table, I'd need to see a stunner at least. I Give me the table. On Match fire after too. that, we saw Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Carmella, which I think was kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. What was the outcome? Sasha Banks tried to attack her after the, wor- after the match, and she, she stopped it. That's it. Yeah. We saw King Corbin cut a promo on Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. King Corbin has a match against McIntyre on Monday. We followed that promo up with Apollo Crews challenging Big E to a Nigerian drum fight, which is a match with no rules. A match, I think he said so loud that it sounds like it, there's drums beating. Mm-hmm. It's a gimmick match. I'm down. Yeah, why not? Let's see what happens. I don't expect there to be actual drumming ringside. Imagine. Fact, I hope there's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is it? Sting? Come on. Maybe. No. His WrestleMania 31 entrance randomly had drums for you, some reason. You never know. Uh, but the main event of SmackDown saw Daniel Bryan pick up the victory over Jay Uso in a street fight. Edge was on commentary. They had the whole hold harmless agreement gimmick going on here, which we uh, just saw last month in Impact Wrestling between Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. But it's also something we've seen in WWE in the, before. Roman Reigns came out to sit and watch this match, but Daniel Bryan ends up Beating the ever-loving heck out of Jey Uso's arm with a chain. And then locked him in the yes lock to end the match. I, I okay. Was, uh-huh. I was going to say, I don't think it was as street fighty as we've seen in the past. But I liked that ending a lot to the match. So, I liked the ending. But, but it could have been better. Now, let me explain why. It could have been better because I think they've been teasing this entire aspect of Roman Reigns never tapping. 
Daniel Bryan being pretty much as the submission artist. If he, I wanted to see him lift up his hand as if he was going to tap, just like they oh, did well, last you're time. Oh, you're moving on to the after aftermath. Oh, yeah, yeah. I jumped a we little bit. We saw Daniel Bryan attack Edge, like attack Edge a lot, and then he went after Roman Reigns. Reigns throws that chair at, it, at him. He ducks it, though, locks him in the in the yes lock. And I thought that ending was also really good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with you. That, that would have been... Yeah. Impactful. Exactly. It would have been impactful. He doesn't have to tap, but if he was lifting it, lifting up his hand, and then that's when Adam Pierce taps him to get him off him, or he lifts up his hand and then cut. Copyright. That's it. You know? Something like that, I think, would have been more impactful. So, Hall of Fame wise wrestlemania it's now been confirmed that rob van dam will be inducted to the ww hall of fame this year he's joining a former tag team champion partner of him that being kane and the only other former ww tag team champions to be inducted in the same class but as single inductees do you know um i don't think you're gonna know one's been on the show before Kind of. X-Pac and Razor Ramon? X-Pac and Razor Ramon? No. Yeah, weren't they tag champs? Yeah, but they weren't inducted in the same class. Well, they were NWO. NWO was 2020. DX was 2019. Um, I'm going to say you're not going to get it. Yeah, we'll go with I'm not going to get it. I already, I already spent like five minutes trying to think yeah. of Heath Slater. <laughs> 2005, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Ah, uh, yeah, I was not going to go to that. And then you have legacy inductees that were uh, tag team champions, also inducted, I guess, as single competitors, technically. Um, just not WWE tag team champions. They had Luthez and Sailor Art Thomas, the WWE international television tag team champions. And then Bearcat Wright and Luther Lindsay were the NWA Hawaii Tag Team Champions. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool that as far as WWE Tag Team Champions going and uh, them being inducted as single inductees in the same class, it's cool that they, it's only been two actual uh, tag teams. Yeah. William Shatner was announced as the Celebrity Wing inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020. Hmm. A lot of people reporting that it's 2021, but it's is it's the class of 2020. Uh, we've seen William Shatner pop up on WWE television, I believe, since 1995, where he really? monkey flipped Jerry Lawler in King's Court. I don't. I don't remember it. Yeah, he was he was on King's Court and uh he was pro Bret Hart and then he also managed Bret Hart the week after and tossed the roadie out of the ring. Ah, uh, the roadie. Match Bret versus Jeff Jarrett. But we also saw Roadie uh, on the side note, I don't know if we mentioned it, but he had a oh, heart yeah, attack, no. right? Yeah, he's uh recovering, thankfully. Road yeah, dog. Thank goodness. But uh William Shatner also inducted Jerry Lawler to the Hall of Fame. And he was a guest host of Monday Night Raw in 2010. And he was the narrator to WWE Breaking Ground on the network. Hmm. 
Uh, it's also been rumored, but pretty much confirmed that Titus O'Neil will be getting the Warrior Award for 2020. He he deserves every award. Yeah, we said last week he's so super charitable, especially in that Tampa area. Area, and it makes sense. Like he was seen in the the class of 2020 picture, which means that he was probably meant to be inducted last year, especially because last year was going to be in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I'm super happy for Titus O'Neil. Uh, and then they aired a Hall of Fame commercial during SmackDown. Someone that was just like glanced over, was not induct like announced as an inductee or anything. Ozzy Osbourne was included in that video package. Ozzy so Osbourne. I think it's safe to say that Ozzy Osbourne's going to be the, the Hall of Fame celebrity wing class of 2021. We first saw him manage the British Bulldogs alongside Captain Lou Albano at WrestleMania 2 against the Dream Team. Mm-hmm. He performed a pay-per-view theme song on SmackDown in 2007. We saw him and Sharon guest host Monday Night Raw. And, um, I mean, not super related to, to Ozzy Osbourne, but it is, obviously, because it's Black Sabbath. War Pigs was the theme song for NXT TakeOver War Games 2020. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's that's a good good catch. It's very possible. We don't know if, uh, well, very possible. He was the only, like, non-inductee that was, or non-announced person that was in that commercial. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like pretty safe to say that Ozzy Osbourne's getting inducted. Yeah, I think um, that's a good bet. I don't know if there's going to be legacy inductees that wasn't announced or anything, but this Hall of Fame, it starts at 8 p.m. on Peacock on Tuesday, and the Bella Twins announced that it's the inductees get two to three minutes to speak. Mm-hmm. It's their program. Why is it not as long as possible? Yeah. I There's no time limit. It's not on TV. It's their program. Mm-hmm. Imagine saying Stone Cold and, and, and Undertaker can't go two hours. Well, I mean, come on now. I don't understand. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't understand why they're being so. I mean, no, I don't understand. It's not on television. Mm-hmm. Let, let the wrestlers have their long speeches. This is their moment. Mm-hmm. But those are the Hall of Fame talks right now. Hey, Brandon. Got any shout outs? Tess is Taron Chic, and you watch her, you listen to the Brandon shout outs. Superstore gets the first shout out. I feel like maybe I should say that like Tony Chimmel, but I'm not <laughs> going to. Superstore. I, I thought you weren't going to. <laughs> But they aired their final two episodes last week, and I thought the finale was so good. Uh, I've been such a fan of the show since it first came on. I think it was like maybe 2015 already, but um, I wish it was going to continue. And if you haven't already checked out Superstar and you have the WWE Network currently, it's on Peacock, so... I would definitely highly suggest checking it out. Speaking of Peacock and the WWE Network, up until April 4th at least, and worldwide, everywhere else. 
WWE icons Beth Phoenix getting the second shout out. I thought this was fantastic. I wish it was a little bit longer, but it was cool to see like behind the scenes footage from the Royal Rumble when she got her head busted open. What did you like about this? What did I? Yeah. Did you watch it? No. I just thought it was good. Like it's I mean we saw the Yokozuna one. Yeah, that I And that was well I done. Loved. And this was just like it covered her whole career and like mm-hmm. the struggles, I guess perhaps you'd say for trying to find herself and finally and all the hurdles too that she had to go through. Like she debuts on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Gets slapped in the face and a slap breaks her jaw and she's off of TV. So I'd say definitely check that out. And then the last shout out goes to Bad Trip, which is a new movie on Netflix starring Eric Andre, Lil Rel, and Tiffany Haddish. And if you've seen Bad Grandpa with Johnny Knoxville, it's the basically the similar style filming format. Um, Borat, if you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So it's like the... There are real people in it with like real sort of stunts and they don't know that they're actually in the film. I until afterwards. Yeah. But I, I don't was, know. Tiffany Tiffany Haddish isn't funny to me. Well, I, I like don't Tiffany Haddish. And I was I in tears this, that whole time, man. I was dying. It does look like a funny movie because of uh Andre. But the ending, man. The ending, I thought, was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'll definitely check. I'll definitely look into it. But Tiffany Haddish, i just not a fan. Well, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... moment of the week I have to say at the beginning of the week I marked out because Rex Lawless and Milk Chocolate from MYWC teamed up on AEW Dark Elevation taking on the Gun Club obviously losing to the Gun Club but still and then Milk Chocolate also lost on AEW Dark to the Butcher and the Blade but which is awesome because these are guys that we've been following forever yeah, and wow. I'm happy. Hopefully they get signed out of this. I, I'm a fan of all three of them. Milk Chocolate is a tag team that we've said for years. Like, how the heck are they not signed? We said the same thing with Rex Lawless. Yeah. So, hopefully something oh, yeah. comes from that. Uh, sure. I mentioned it earlier on the show. Impact Wrestling this past week, Chris Harris being on there, I just marked absolutely heck out for that. Chris Harris? Yeah, they had, James Storm had his 1,000th match in Impact against Eric Young, and they had, um, Eric Young has Violent by Design by his side, and James Storm had uh, Jake Something and Chris Sabin, and then they surprised him with Wildcat, and I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, something that I marked out for what boy? was, Hold huh? on. Okay. you have two markouts or one? Just one. So Ember Moon also, by the way, was on Hell's Kitchen this week. So I popped for that. I almost went there. Almost. Uh, what's the story behind that? 
Not really a story. I mean, you were in Vegas. My, yeah, we were walking out, uh, walking around, and ended up walking by the Hell's Kitchen, and I saw the saw it and everything. I was going to go inside and with everyone, but we just. I can't imagine it being a cheap place. I can't either. Uh, definitely. But I'd not. love to know how everything works in there when they're not filming. Yeah, we didn't go inside or anything like that. There was I just saw the the big sign, the big like H, HK outside. Yeah, but yeah, the, that was it. I think the biggest mark out moment of the week is WWE Network related, Peacock related. Oh um, yeah, big bombshell today on April first. WWE Network puts out a teaser for what seemed like something that probably wasn't going to be happening. And just said tomorrow on the tweet. It was a Stone Cold Skull with a 24-hour countdown clock, which was very similar. Basically identical to the Millennium countdown clock that we saw in 1999. Fast forward 24 hours, and it was announced that on WrestleMania Sunday, the next guest for the Broken Broken Skull Sessions is Chris Jericho. Stone Cold does his show with The Undertaker. Chris Jericho sends him a text message. Hey, man, that was great. I'd love to do the show. They get to chatting back and forth. Steve Austin text messages Vince McMahon. Brother, I'd like to have Chris Jericho on. Vince says, okay. And Steve's like, are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on? (laughs) (laughs) And he gives him the okay. Tony Khan obviously also gave the okay. And I believe Stone Cold made it sound like they're going to be talking about AEW on that as well. I I think that that is just awesome. Prior to this, Chris Jericho's last appearance in WWE, I believe, was the greatest Royal Rumble in in, in April 2018. They did have older footage of him. Well, older, newer footage, I guess, that we haven't seen before of uh, him in the last Ride docuseries. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, AEW retweeted this. I mean, even <laughs> AEW was tagged in some of the tweets too. Not for WWE Network's, not WWE's side they weren't. Uh-huh. And let's Only not forget like, that yesterday was also April Fool's Day. Right, but it said tomorrow. Exactly, but it could have still been an April Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, teaser that very very much so yeah especially with the relation of aew and and uh i mean right now i i'm the only reason i said there it is, is because no i pulled really, up everyone's been worked well that's the thing i pulled up <laughs> i pulled up the tweet because i didn't see it and i'm scrolling through it and everybody's saying april fool's joke april fool's joke uh yeah. chris uh this is not jericho uh and stuff like that aew also by the way tweeted about edge today because Christian spoke, did an interview about how he and Edge watched his match on on Dynamite together, and AEW posted about that. Yeah, there is no forbidden door; it doesn't exist. There, that's is... no longer a thing. We're everyone's in cahoots. We've all been worked. Well, I mean, I don't know if me and you've been worked. I mean, 
I feel like this entire everyone's AW... like everyone builds up this big feud again. AEW versus WWE. And they they work even when Big they, Show signed to AEW. Big Show said Vince McMahon congratulated him. Exactly, and I I said on the show that there's no way Big Show would go there without Vince's consent because they view Vince as such a high light. This is someone that Vince and Big Show they had that that brotherly well that I guess that father role where they would even play play pranks on each other. You know, yeah. there was no way that nothing happened without Vince's consent. And hey, I think that the fans worked the fans. <laughs> the fans screwed the fans. Yeah, I mean... And yeah, and then it's like, everyone's like, oh, NXT sucks, they're moving to Tuesdays because they can't hang with us. And it's like, meanwhile, brother, you're not cutting the, the ratings either, but... Exactly. Combined, but or, you're not cutting it Monday to, Night Raw ratings even. Yeah, or is it to separate the two products? I don't even... I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but... It should be interesting to see Chris Jericho on Stone Cold's show, and I'm looking forward to that. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. The question is, will AEW be brought up on WWE? Yes, I think Stone Cold said that they will cover everything. Now that's going to be... That'll be, this. I think, the second... Time AEW was mentioned on a WWE program. Third time AEW was mentioned altogether. Mm-hmm. First time being when Sami Zayn was like, oh, I forget yeah. what the segment was because oh, this what is this AEW? No, yeah, he in the work shoot. I forgot those question gimmicks that he used to do. Yeah, I forgot what that was. Yeah, and then the second or the. I mean, maybe the first time. I don't know if that was the first or second time when uh, WWE just congratulated AEW for winning the ratings the first time. Mm-hmm. That's so, the thing. I feel. I mean, this could easily be with how Vince helped out ECW and nobody knew about uh, that, it. No, Mister Billionaire Tony Khan and his father. I don't think so. Hey, you, you never know. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not even anywhere close to being an ECW situation. <laughs> Hey, he he could still invest. I I mean, doesn't yes, have to borrow that's money. Very but possible. He, that's a thing. He but could always invest, invest in, in what though? What would in, he get? They're not a, a publicly traded company. What does he get? Ad revenue from them from TNT? No, just, hey, I'm gonna give you this amount of money. I'll give just you Christian. You give me pay, pay me <laughs> pay me back over this amount of time and just pay me interest. I don't, I don't think that's a thing, but yeah, that's, that's how people, uh, no, I'm saying, I don't think that's actually a thing with WWE and AEW. Hey, you never know, but it is awesome to see that this, there is no forbidden door and that Chris Jericho, I, I tweeted, breaks down the forbidden walls. Yeah. I mean, and I hope, I hope, I hope this ends this entire NXT versus A- uh, AEW thing. It won't. I know it won't, but it should. Like, just let wrestling be wrestling and just enjoy it for what it is. If you don't enjoy one thing, that's fine, but let people enjoy <laughs> I it. I can't even, like, I can't imagine, like, you picture Dynamite this week. Is Tony Schiavone going to be like, and folks, this Sunday on the on Peacock... 
And WWE they have Network, to no? watch, watch Chris Jericho, the inner circles, Chris Jericho on Stone Cold Steve Austin's show. Dude, they're going to. There's no way they're going. They to. have There's to. No, they... absolutely no way they're going to bring it's, up. It's still the a, smoking skull session. It's an AEW wrestler that's going to be promoting AEW. You have to. I I don't know. I that one I cannot see happening. But you have to. <laughs> Big O slap chat bet. No, <laughs> but that's our mark out moment of the week. And that is episode 530. Check us out. Apple podcast, Stitcher radio, Spotify podcast, markingout.com, twitch.tv slash marking out. If we ever decide to stream there again, uh, use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscape.com. Purchase some t-shirts over at pro wrestling slash marking out. Follow us on Instagram, uh, MarkingOut11. That's also our YouTube. Follow me on Facebook, not Facebook, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at BTDG161, at Chris Sweendog, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. And we wish you the... The... Best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors.